Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Hi-ho, everybody. Welcome back to Disney Plus Us, just another world's Disney Plus podcast where every other week we take a look at another piece of content on that there Disney Plus streaming service. Remember, before we jump into it, if you can, like and subscribe our show, rate us on iTunes, and share it with your friends. Podcasts live and die by word of mouth, so you sharing us with other people really helps us out a lot. And trust me when I say this is going to be a fun episode. This week we are talking about Black Widow. That's right, a brand freaking new Marvel movie. I am so excited. And with me, I have three people I am equally as excited about introducing. First off, welcome back to the show, Mr. Mitch George. Mitch, how's it going? I just need to get into this. I need to talk about Marvel. Let's do it. New movie, yes. New movie, yes, indeed. Uh, another returning guest, Ryan. How's it going? I'm doing pretty well. Very excited to talk new Marvel. And for the first time on the show, Kale, how are you? What's? I'm good. I'm so excited. Let's let's get into this Black Widow. I definitely had a cadence there, like I was going to say something else, but I didn't know what else to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'm sure you'll figure out something out. You'll figure something out by the next time Kale comes on the show. <laughs> yes, <laughs> definitely. Uh, now, Kale, it is your first time, so I want to ask: How might people know you? Where are you from? What you doing out here on the interwebs? Uh, you might know me from Twitch. Uh, I do a lot of Twitch streaming. Um, I I hang out in a lot of Twitch chats, also. But uh, yeah, Twitch.tv/KaleDelWriter, and from my nonsensical tweets. I mean, those are the make best. absolutely no sense. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Black Widow, guys. Black Widow. We're finally back with Marvel movies. How does it feel? Like a lot, because uh, we've had so much Marvel this year without having a Marvel movie. Um, but it's nice to get back to this format for sure. I I also agree with that one. It's there's been Marvel, but there hasn't been that like Marvel movie feel. Yeah, I. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure. Oh, <laughs> so you know, you go ahead, you go ahead. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure this is the most hours of Marvel we've had per year so far, and we're gonna get another. Was it two more movies after two this? Movies. Three. Oh yeah, three. Because Spider Man's three. Oh, this year. Shang Chi, Eternals, well, and, and Spider Man. God, they're, they're really half a movie. I I want to go back to something that Ryan said though. This didn't feel for me like a return to Marvel movies because. I think the rest of you were able to see this in theaters, but they're still closed where I am in Canada. So this was probably the first and last time that I'll see a Marvel movie through Disney plus premiere access, at least on the first day. And it was, uh, it was different for sure, but uh, still fun nonetheless. Yeah. You're raising a good point that I think we need to bring up, um, which is how we each watch this movie. I know we talked about it before recording started, but like I've only seen this movie in theaters. Um, and I honestly think that if I go watch this again, which let's be honest, there's a high likelihood I go watch this again because it's, you know, the Marvel movie right now. And I really enjoyed it. I'll probably go see it in theaters again because I love seeing that Marvel logo in theaters. How about you? How about y'all? Uh, Mitch, obviously, you just said you saw it on Disney Plus. I spoke my piece. Yeah. Kale? 
Uh, I also watched on Disney Plus. Um, I'm just a little uh, jaded from going to the theaters and having horrible experiences lately. So, you know, any chance I can watch it in my uh, in my own space uh, is is a victory for me. So, yeah, I watched on Disney Plus. Uh, I, I watched it on both. I watched it the night it came out at midnight on Disney Plus with my roommates, and then I went on Saturday and saw it in theaters. Yeah, I got lucky enough when I got to watch this in IMAX. So I didn't necessarily... Everyone there is like, okay, this is buried entry. We're going to shut up and watch it. Um, There's something special, though, about... And I just want to rant and rave about this seeing that marvel logo like legit on a movie screen teared me up a little bit of just being like yes this is i missed this so damn much honest to god i paid my disney tax and saw it at home um we had some friends over all fully vaccinated it was a different marvel viewing experience but it was still fun and community building and it was it was a nice experience um the day the theaters reopen in ontario i may go to the movies again and see this movie just because just to get that same that visceral reaction the goosebumps to seeing that logo on the screen there's nothing like it griffin yes before they played your movie did they play the um phase four trailer because in my theater they did and that that brought emotion out they did not and i was so disappointed i wanted to see that trailer in imax i wanted to see that so badly but they did not mine they did i'm like okay all right we already got the emotions going let's go mm-hmm. they did play the trailer the most recent shang chi trailer and the eternals trailer which were both super cool but um let's jump back to, to the actual movie itself um obviously black widow uh starring oh who could have guessed it scarlett johansson but also florence Pugh, david harbour ot fang Wow, I'm just going to butcher names now. We're just going to stop there. Um, Florence Pugh deserves the world. Oh my god, she was amazing in this film. I mean, I'm so glad they made the new Black Widow funny. She's hilarious. Like, oh my god, like, just, just, every second was just beautiful with her in it. I feel like at times they did lean a little too heavily into the comedy, though, with her and with David Harbour's Red Guardian. Um, when the film opened, that opening of the movie, and we'll get into it, I'm sure, it it felt darker than anything else we've really seen from the MCU. And I was hoping it was going to maintain that grittier, down-to-earth, um, like a, a more grounded tone throughout. But it did kind of fall back on the crux of, hey, Marvel movies need to have some form of levity to them. Um, which for me, I could have used a little less of it, but I think, yeah, Florence Pugh and, and David Harbour especially kind of blew it out of the water with their, their comedic timing and their delivery. I, I, have, I have to agree with that one. And also, it took me so long to realize who Florence Pugh was until like halfway through my first watch. I'm like, oh, you're the girl from Midsummer. Wow, you have an insane range of acting. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my god, yeah, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, so, yeah, she was in Little Women. Oh yeah, uh, fighting with my family is where I first met her on the screen. Oh, uh, that's page, right. The page she film. played the page. Yeah. yeah, like her range and her IMDb page is insane. 
like going through it, like she really only started acting in 2014, guys. Yeah. And now she's got MCU resume and will work in the MCU for ever, basically, I would assume. And it's going to be great for her and her career. It's awesome to see it. Not to mention, like, two of the best movies of 2019 in Midsummer and Little Women. Like, yeah. She's, she's around, folks. She'll be She back. has an Oscar nomination under her belt. And we know what her next Marvel project's gonna be, which we'll get to in a little bit. Yes, we do. And I'm freaking excited, guys. Okay. Um, more information. Directed by Kate Shortland. Uh, Kate, who has directed three other movies, Berlin Syndrome in 2017, Lore in 2012, and Somersault in 2004. Um, I've heard of Berlin Syndrome. I haven't heard of the other two. These are like... I highly recommend checking out some of her stuff. Because I started doing it after watching Black Widow, and uh, she's an amazing director. That's all. Um... Now let's talk about box office and budget really quick. Oh yeah, runtime of 134 minutes. Chances are we go over, we get close to that in this recording. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's Mitch's fault. I feel like I have to Mitch's apologize fault. for that every time I come on the show. <laughs> you just accepted it. It's part of the brand now. Fine. Um, yeah, let's talk about budget and box office. Budget of $200 million. And the box office is kind of weirdly split for this movie because we've got domestic box office international box office and now also disney plus sales this film being the first ever film where disney actually released its weekend disney plus numbers which is super super cool to me i hope they keep doing it i hope they keep doing premiere access in general i hope it doesn't go by the wayside once theaters reopen i think this is going to prove that it's going to stick around because 80 million domestic box office 78 international tickets 60 million from disney plus sales um rounding out to a total of 218 million in its opening weekend box office is changing the box office is changing and i am here for it yeah it's great to give the consumer choice right not everyone wants to have that experience at the movie theater let them enjoy it from the comfort of their own couch some people are just, uh, you know, tired of, you know, other people not behaving in theaters. So they uh, go out of their way to see movies at home. <laughs> I like this narrative that we're establishing for you, Kale. <laughs> Look, I've been on this. I, I spoiled Infinity War in the middle of a theater uh, on like because I watched it the Thursday night before and went back the next Friday to watch it again. And people talk throughout the whole movie, and I just spoiled the movie and walked out. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have not, I have not wow. had fun in the theaters for years. <laughs> yeah, and well, I mean, you also have to think Disney's the prime. Like, Disney's got a major audience that is, you know, families, young children, things of that nature. And if I'm a parent and I have the option of taking two kids and a partner to the theater and buying snacks and all of this stuff and spending over a hundred dollars versus just, you know, pay the $30, $35, whatever it is in your territory and, and watch it at home and not have to worry about your kids screaming and jumping over seats and pulling on stuff like I had to deal with when I saw The Lion King. Um, I would take that option Oof. as a parent and as one of the people those children was climbing on. Oof. <laughs> 
where you guys are going to the movies. I have never had a bad experience in a theater. Yeah, I'm with you. Like my theater experiences have been super chill. Yeah. Like you have not been in the Midwest. Or maybe you have, true. I don't know, but that that is true. No, 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 no. From the Southwest. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It's uh, if you go like anywhere in the Midwest, it's just I don't like yeah, it's 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 a, I mean it's a different country pretty much. <laughs> yeah, all my theater experiences are it was special with Marvel in particular. It's always been people just want to go and hang out and watch a Marvel movie and people will if they're talking they're going to be quiet. Mm-hmm. We've got a weirdly good like theater culture here. Yeah, same uh, here. Like no one really talks in theaters all that kind of thing mind you yeah oregon especially the portland area does have a lot of like indie movie theaters so that probably helps that's awesome yeah not Uh, not so much where i live i have one theater and it's probably the worst company because i used to work for the company that runs the theaters and they just do not care about anything so anyways let's talk about black widow black widow right um i don't think we've actually said anything so let's give our before we jump into full spoilers, because, you know, brand new movie. Um, spoiler-free impressions. I freaking love this movie. Um, I don't think... It doesn't rank, like, particularly high for me, if you're talking about rankings, but this is a solid movie from front to back. The sp- It's a spy action movie. It's pretty different from most Marvel movies, in my opinion. And all in all, I had a pretty good, pretty good time with it. Yeah, I uh, I have like there are tiers for me, which is there's there's crap tier, there's okay tier, there's great tier, and then there's god tier, which god tier only for me has two Marvel movies, which is Thor Ragnarok and the First Guardians. Uh, I would put this under a great tier, which is like Infinity War and Black Panther. I think it uh, marks up there as like one like a very solid, well done. Like I was very interested from start to finish the. Especially the uh, the color grading with the red theme, I thought it was particularly well done. I, I guess I'll go next on my. I I think this movie is good, but not great. I think it suffers from a lot of problems that a lot of this MC movies do that aren't on a cosmic or world-ending scale. But I think the characters and just some of the fight choreography alone make it worth watching in this movie. Yeah, I, I can kind of echo a bit of what Ryan's saying. I enjoyed this movie. It, for me, it does not. it's not top-tier MCU. Uh, my biggest problem with it is I compare it to the masterclass of spy thriller MCU movies, and that's Captain America the Winter Soldier. And this doesn't, at least for me personally, can't hold a candle to that film. I feel like that did a lot more in terms of the fight choreography, in terms of the espionage, in terms of the sneaky sneaks. And for me, I I was just left wanting more with this movie. The fight choreography was outstanding, but there wasn't enough of it. The character interactions were fun, and sometimes they took away from the scenes they were in. So it's just... I, I wanted to enjoy this movie more than I did. I still really love it. Like, don't get me wrong. I think it's better than a lot of like the the lower tier mcu movies or however you might look at them like it's not a thor the dark world by any stretch but it's (laughs) in there for my personal rankings like kind of around like the ant-man movies and age of ultron like it's good it's not something that blew me out of the water 
Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned um, Winter Soldier because I actually I did put this in my rankings, and we'll talk rankings and all that later because apparently everyone wants to hear about rankings. That's how you get people yes. to watch your show. Um, I have it directly under the Winter Soldier. And wow. Okay. Yeah. I also have the Winter Soldier low, lower than most people. What? Wait. Whoa, wait. 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 Okay. We're not moving on until you explain that to me. I have it at number uh, twelve. Oh. Um, and I'll explain that. I'll explain my entire ranking later at another time before you flame Number me alive. The Incredible Hulk. <laughs> the Incredible I Hulk is be dead last. Hearing that about Winter Soldier. I mean, I can tell you. I can tell you one more thing, and it won't it, make you hurt. I should give it to him. Hey, let's talk about the movie before you hurt me internally. I like hurting you internally. I um, I've noticed. Captain Marvel is above. Um, Winter Soldier. Um, <laughs> what? Okay. I really liked Captain Marvel. But no, I think what set the Black or the Winter Soldier apart from Black Widow is story. I didn't love the story in Black Widow. Like I loved the character interactions. I loved the backstory of Ohio and that's how all these this is a family. When it came down to the actual taking down the red room, bringing a family back together, I just I feel like it was just a reason to get to different action scenes in this one i felt like there was a lot here so i I watched it twice i watched it once with friends who were very into the mcu and all of that and then i watched it with my mom and my sister and that second viewing the number of questions that i was asked so i'm very glad we watched this at home and not in the theater but just marvel has a tendency to expect too much from their audiences like unless you know the black story backstory of black widow and you remember exactly what happened in age of Ultron when she explained uh, her training in the red room and all that it's none of it's going to land because they don't do a very good job at least early on in the film of explaining what it is or why it's there. And even once we get there, the only hint you get that this is where the widows are trained is that one scene of all of the widows in that room. So it, for me, it just, it doesn't do enough for the casual moviegoer to really make it something that needs to be seen. In, I think that's just the MCU problem, is after doing something for 10 years now, over 10 years, there's so much lore there that they expect everyone to know. I, I remember seeing the first part of Endgame and people in my theater asking who's Ant-Man and that kind of thing. So to them expect the Red Room, like, the thing that was said like 20 minutes in Age of Ultron is insane. I totally agree with that. Yeah, including Black Widow and Loki, there are 27 different Marvel properties to watch to be fully caught up on lore. And that's kind of an issue you see a lot with the comic books as as well, where you'll have this, you know, world-altering event and be like, oh, when did Thor lose his arm? This is a thing. <laughs> like, Oh, have... no, I agree with you 100%. I think just they, they could have done a better job. Like, they had actors cast as a young younger versions of these characters. We get a nice montage as part of the opening credits, which I'm sure I'm kind of jumping the gun and I apologize. Um, but more more flashbacks to... Natasha's time in the red room, more understanding the backstory there. And I get that this was already a movie that was two hours and 15 minutes long, but there was some stuff in there that didn't need to be in there and some more background that could have been added in just for the sake of the viewer. 
most definitely. I think we got some of that in that opening credit sequence, which is by far the best opening credit sequence in the MCU. Um, Guardians two being a close second. I was about to James Bond ever been. <laughs> Dude, they okay. We're going full spoilers now because of that. They freaking show Moon. <laughs> like they freaking yeah. show James Bond in this. Yeah, that was funny. I really yeah, enjoyed that actually. Every word. Oh, that was sorry. I just I wanted to bring that up because I was um, I was laughing when I saw James, her quoting James Bond. Okay, well, speaking of that, and we kind of touched on the opening credits a bit. How long did it take you guys to realize that that was a cover of Nirvana? As soon as I heard the lyrics, oh, I, that's the I minute had, I heard I had the subtitles lyrics. on. I had subtitles okay. on, so even before the song starts, it says "Teen Spirit." Smells like Teen Spirit, please. I was like, oh, oh yeah. God. My uh, my roommate was like, "Is this Nirvana?" And I'm like, "In, mon- in minor key, I think, yeah." Minor key, yeah, it, somehow it, it, way better. I will admit, it took me a minute. I didn't catch on right away, but it's it, it's so good. The music yeah. in this was so damn good, both like the Chill. score and the licensed music that they used. Like that set a tone using that cover. That's mm-hmm. how they kind of threw that tone out the window at one point. Yeah, like, <laughs> and then that tone disappeared for the rest of the film. <laughs> yeah, it, it just becomes another Marvel movie. But I loved that. I loved their use of um, American Pie just because I love that song. Um, can can well, let's pause on that for a second. I don't like this trend, at least on my For You page. I don't know about the rest of you, but TikTok loves to jump on any song that's in any MCU property ever and make yeah. it a meme. But I'm already seeing American Pie TikToks, and I'm not here for it. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't seen these yet. Yeah, they haven't hit me yet. But yeah, my TikTok is yet. weird. Yeah, I've only seen uh, Florence Pugh... Uh, fan cams with the Smells Like Teen Spirit song playing. I am totally here for those. Yeah, I, I won't get into it, but another uh, character from another recent MCU property is getting memed all over the place, and that is, like, taken over TikTok for me. Okay, like, that, the stuff I know what I you're see. talking about. Yes, that, that, that should be. About. I think I understand I worry that, that American Pie is going to go the same route. I feel like um, we can say it. I feel like we can say the, the character. And we know we know this is spoilers for Black Widow, not spoilers for Loki, which you should absolutely go and watch if you've not been watching that on Disney Plus. And check out next. And now episode, we're gonna spoil it. Which is what Loki. is it? <laughs> that, that, we're, save we're it for that spoil spoiler it. cast. <laughs> yeah, we'll save that for next week. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, like the music cues, like when the um, when that tank shows up in Budapest. Which for what it's worth, immediately thought of about half a dozen Arkham Knight jokes when the Taskmaster in a tank shows up. Um, the music cue, though, when it rounds that corner was so cool to me. Like they Oh, when cared. they're drifting the tank? Yeah. Like, this is <laughs> such Again, a cheesy, it, dumb scene. But the it just music felt to me like epic. It just felt like Winter Soldier Light. Like they that, did that in Winter Soldier, right? They had I'm, the big tank thing. Like I'm glad someone has said that because that's what me and my roommates have been calling this movie is Winter Soldier Light. It's what it is. It's 100% what it is. Right. Nothing against Scarlett Johansson. I just feel like this character wasn't the right character to carry a solo film. You see, I disagree with that part. I think it was the right character. I think it's the wrong time in the phasing, though. 
I think yeah, this movie yeah, should have been before. Yeah, you're right. Endgame. That's that's more so what I was trying to, no, to get yeah. at. But yeah. It sh- it should have been it should have come out in 2017. Like it should have yeah. come out after Civil War. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, this is kind of the issue and I hate that this is how it ended up. But it was that thing of like for years we've been saying, give us a Black Widow movie. And they finally give it to us just late. Yeah. yeah. Like I would have loved this movie a lot more if this came out in 2017. But where, because I now know where her ending is in this greater MCU story, I kind of don't really care about what happens in this film for her character because in a couple of months, it doesn't matter in this world. Technically like five years, but I agree with you that we watched a two hour origin movie of a vest that we saw for one movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, first off, that's just amazing. And that's, that's the, uh, that's the cutout for this episode. <laughs> it's the truth. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like this, this movie had two roles to, that it needed to accomplish. First, it needed to be a good send up for Scarlett Johansson, which I didn't think it accomplished that. Second off, it needed to set up Florence Pugh for, Yelena's whatever she's going to be doing next, like running for widows, being an assassin. We don't, we, it could literally be anything. I think it accomplished in that. I don't think this was a movie for black widow. I think it was a movie for Yelena who might become black widow. You know, you know, it sets up for if she's going to be black widow, if she's going to be a different character, it sets that up perfectly. But as a send-off and the end cap on Black Widow's, the current Black Widow story, I think it fell very flat. Yeah, I think yeah. we're having... It, it's... Sorry, you go ahead, Mitch. I was going to say, this This is the problem I have with any anything that comes out where you already know where the character's going, is filling in that that interstitial time while it can be an enjoyable time and we we all agreed we had a great time with this movie or a good time with this movie at the very least it's hard to invest in a story when you know the event, the inevitable outcome part of me yep. feels like we're kind of in a holding pattern with the MCU right now which hear yep. me out on this we're setting things up still this is that I'm going to use a sports analogy here but it's kind of it's a rebuild year it's do what you can with what you got and build up your care, build up your people for the next season. It's okay. Let's set up Yelena here. Let's set up Wanda for what she's going to do next. Let's set up the multiverse for later on. Let's set up where Spider-Man's going to be going into the next phase. Let's set up Dr. Strange as a much bigger deal in the next phase. Or if my theories about what if are correct, like they're clearly mm. not to mention freaking, Contessa Allegra de Fontaine. They're clearly setting up something right now. And I think that we just need to get to that a little bit quicker. Yeah. Well, so they're setting something up, but is it phase five? Because it seems like the end of phase four right now is uh, a secret invasion, which they have done a shit job setting up. Uh, I wouldn't say they've done a terrible job. I mean, they've, they've, it's been a feature at the end of, um, I mean, we're going to get into full spoilers for the entirety of the MCU at this point. Go I think it. people are used um, to it by now. 
But like we saw at the end of WandaVision, they continued to tease that. We see that the teaser with Nick Fury on the that space station, which we assume is is some sort of scroll command or something along those lines, or the new shield, whatever yeah. it's gonna end up being. They're they're doing a good job of laying these breadcrumbs. I think I I, I actually believe that the casting for the Contessa is some of the best they've done thus far in the MCU. Dude, I think that for the first time, it was amazing. And seeing what yeah. she's doing in, in collecting, um, uh, John Walker collecting, um, spoilers for the end of this movie. Cause we're at that point. Uh, but, um, the new black widow, like putting together her own team of dark Avengers from the looks of it, we've seen abomination in the trailer for Shang-Chi. We, uh, we know Abomination's coming back for She-Hulk, so they're laying the groundwork for her to be putting together her own team of Avengers that will probably be able to, you know, hold up their own side of the MCU of, hey, this is a team that has the same skill set, but is willing to go a lot further. And how does that meld with the philosophies of Captain Marvel and Doctor Strange and, and whoever the new Avengers end up being? Going and I think to it's do... really, really cool the groundwork they're laying here. And it leads into Secret Invasion as well. Yeah. Mark my words, what's going to happen here? Secret Invasion is going to set up some stuff and the people to fix it are is going to be her team. The fact yeah. that she knows so I, much, like could she be a scroll? Anyone I, could be a scroll. I think I think she <laughs> is a scroll and the other part of this is going to be I think that will lead into Secret Invasion and I think the team to stop them is we're going to go full like how we get the Fantastic Four and is going to be showing the Illuminati. That would be dope. That would be interesting if they went that route and didn't have an origin and just they're already established, but they've been working behind the scenes. That could be mm -hmm. really interesting. Yeah, like looking at looking at what's coming in the future, and we're we're just immediately jumping into the uh, <laughs> trying to figure out what's happening next, and I love that. <laughs> oh like, yeah, we got Black Widow, Shang Chi, which is going to be we don't I don't not really sure what that's going to set up. Same with Eternals. Then we have um, Spidey, Doctor Strange, Thor, Black Panther, The Marvels, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, Guardians Volume 3, yeah. Fantastic Four, and Blade. Like, that's just movie-wise. It's setting up just vampires. Yeah. We're also all leading in the Blade. Sorry, I, I want to circle back for a second on the, the fact that Disney finally released numbers for Disney Plus Premier Access. Yeah, the difference it. between that 60 million and the what 160 they made elsewhere in the world is they're not splitting that with anybody. Oh, yeah, that is that that's right? really profit. pure profit. That is just that is on Disney and that like the fact that they were confident enough to release those numbers. This is going to be a thing moving forward mm -hmm. and I'm here for it. But yeah, that, that means they like they made almost as much off box office as they did Disney Plus. Yeah, opening once weekend, you figure out the so. revenue split, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious to see what they end up grossing from this movie and how it all splits out. Yeah. I, I, I mean, very... it used to be 50-50, and now I, I, like, there was, I know that they had uh, horrible contract negotiations during Iron Man 3 where they were trying to get more. Um, Which I can't uh, blame them. If you tried, yeah. Well, if you tried to, like, pre-order a ticket, it, it like, the pre-orders went up a week before or pre-orders yeah pre-orders uh because they were going through contact negotiations i remember that all the way back in 2013 yeah i remember that yeah i, 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 I remember pre-ordering movie tickets i remember yeah. 
they oversold the theater I saw Iron Man 3 in, so I just sat on the steps, like, where you'd walk up the theater to watch that film. Oh my god. I'm like, this is a fire hazard. That's fantastic. That actually sounds kind of fun to me. It was fun. The whole theater, like, there was, even the, like, seating part was oversold, so it was people sitting on the side of places, on the floor. It was really funny. To Iron Man three no less. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm like, and then I was like, I think when I get left, I'm like, I did this for this movie, for what they've done to the Mandarin. Wonderful. That movie made like, made like only like twenty five million less than the first Avengers. Like it was ridiculous how much. Well, money wasn't that it the movie first made. movie after the Avengers? It was, yeah. It was. It was, yeah. yeah. Hey, you remember when they it's had okay. that PTSD uh, oh, storyline? Yeah. They didn't remember that. <laughs> I guess not. Pepper's it's okay though. They're gonna they're gonna fix the Mandarin in Shang Chi, so it'll, everything will be fine. Yeah, everything. I am so oh, yeah, excited right. for that, that movie. God, I'm excited for Shang Chi and the was it Ten Rings? And the Ten Rings, yeah, and it's gonna yeah, be awesome. But rings, we, yeah. we need to bring this back on focus. We haven't even talked about no. the plot. <laughs> can't make me. No, can we talk about how not racist the Ten Rings finally are? I mean, yeah. that's what I want to talk about. <laughs> We'll get back to that in September, I'm sure. Yeah, we. Yeah. I'm sure that's going to be a long discussion about that. Wait, movie. is that in September? That might come out in September? September, yeah. yes. And then Eternal is in every... November, and then Spider-Man in December. Christmas, and, then, yeah. and then we have to wait until March. Fine. I don't I... mind waiting. That's that's a, that's a lot of movies in the... Three months is not a long time in also, the span of... In, don't in forget the shows. Don't forget yeah, the show. Well, oh god, the show. You got what if in I there to Ms. fill the Marvel? space? Hawkeye, Miss Marvel. Yeah. Well, I, I don't. I think Miss Marvel is not coming out until next year, but it's going to come out in between Spider Man and uh, I, Doctor part, Strange. Part of me hopes I some mean, of they, those get pushed. They've been shooting. I don't know if they've. I mean, they would have had to have wrapped shooting at this point. They'd just be in post production. So I could still I see a world in which right. that comes yeah, out I think this year. Miss Marvel and Hawkeye are both in post production now. Well, yeah, I don't. I don't think Hawkeye is going to come out till November, so I think they're gonna. It's gonna be. They're gonna have to push something because Hawkeye started shooting before Miss Marvel. And anyways, fucking Black Widow. Black Widow. Right? No, didn't well, so let's start talk about the... I thought, yeah, whatever, it doesn't matter. No, let's Hawkeye talk about the plot. I'm gonna force us back on track, damn it. Um, yeah. Remember, folks, obviously, we've gone full spoilers at this point, but if you haven't seen Black Widow at this point, turn off the podcast! I'm so sorry. <laughs> come back. Hey, watch it. Come back. It's 30 bucks. You know, get, like, two friends and split it. Uh, Venmo. Request yeah, people. And then if, watch if it. You're, yeah, if you're vaccinated, go to the theater. If you want that experience. And we should the say, if you're not open. vaccinated, do not go to the theater, you idiots. You don't do that. Don't do not that. Not vaccinated. Vaccinated. Um, nineteen fifty, nineteen ninety-five, Ohio. Who would have um, known Hydra was in Ohio in nineteen ninety-five? Yeah, kind of makes sense. The North Institute. Um, yeah, Alexi and Melina are raising a normal family in Ohio, except they're not. They're all Russian spies. It is Alexis. I'm not even going to try with the Russian last names. I'm sorry, folks. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Red Guardian, the original Black Widow, Melina, Melina uh, as long with their daughters, Natasha and Yelena. Natasha with the blue hair. I loved it. That was pretty cool. I loved it. It was definitely a choice. It, it kind of worked. The blue and red kind of worked. 
um, they had a mission to steal shield intel. Uh, they got it. They're sitting down for a normal dinner um, after Yelena had like bumped her knee, which that did not look like she hit her knee all that hard. That did not warrant I mean, that much crying. She's six. I'm gonna. Oh, six. I'm gonna I stop she was this. four. No, at one point, at one point, Natasha says she's only six, which means that they've been on this operation since she was three. Three. So yeah, she didn't know, and that's kind of one of the big story points here. She didn't know they were Russian spies. Nope. Which is really messed up. Um. But yeah, so they get their stuff. They're on the run. They drive off. Uh, Yelena wants them to play her song, so they turn on American. I, it starts playing. There's some really weird sound editing in the next couple minutes. Um, but eventually they get to a plane and escape to Cuba through an awesome chase sequence on this plane. Like this did not I, need to I, be as epic as it was. <laughs> I've never been one to cheer for communist spies. But in this situation with David Harbour on the side of that plane, doggy. This is also where they reveal that he has super strength. Will David Harbour ever play a character that is not ending up in this decade? Nah, that's his niche. Will he ever play a character that doesn't end up in a Russian prison? Shoot, you're right. Did did Hellboy end up in a Russian prison? I never saw that. Oh my god, he was Hellboy. My brain erased that movie. Welcome. (laughs) No, but his, his dad was King Arthur some bullshit. I'm so happy Spoil- others can Spoilers experience. For Hellboy. <laughs> I'm so happy that others can experience the chaos that is podcasting with Mitch. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so, fun fact: uh, his character in James Bond actually did end up in a Russian gulag. So that's another one. Yes. <laughs> We're breaking him down to a science at this point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Not as great horror character. He died. Spoilers. Oh, rip. Um, they take <laughs> off. They're in Cuba meeting up with Drakov, who is their boss, it seems. Um, Yelena, or sorry, Melina has been shot. Um, Natasha and Yelena don't want to leave her side, but eventually are pushed away by uh, some jerks. They suck. Uh, she's put into the back of the truck, presumably to never be seen again. <laughs> they, like, they, don't, they don't explain at all oh. what's happening here. They put her in the back of a truck and then a shipping container. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, yeah, they they try to take Natasha and Yelena, but as soon as the uh, army dude puts a hand on Yelena, Natasha kicks his hand away and steals his gun. Natasha being a badass. um, Lexi calms her down. Eventually, uh, they sedate both of them putting them into the Red Room training program. All of this scene over um, the montage over the best cover of Smells Like Teen Spirit ever. Yep. Um, We're going to fast forward now into 2016, which did we know? Do we know the timing of this movie before it came out? Like, did we know that this was going to take place in between Civil War and Okay. Yep. Yeah, they'd, they'd, they'd I mean, explain that previously. Yeah, they, they said that like at the Comic Con twenty nineteen. It's just why I don't remember it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I genuinely don't know why. 
But for some reason, my brain was like, yeah, this definitely takes place in between Infinity War and Endgame. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Couldn't tell you why, but going in, that's what my brain thought. I'm going to be on a much darker movie. I, yeah. I was going to be honest with you there for a second. I actually, I, I could have seen them doing her like in some like limbo debt like the last thing she's thinking about is this and the movie starts with her falling i could <laughs> i was hoping that. that's what they were gonna do to be honest Which... I, I wanted to get that moment to remind everyone oh yeah the, she's dead and this is her life flashing before her eyes or something like that can we laugh for a second about how much she falls in this damn movie but she always yeah. poses gotta hit like, the pose ugh. she somehow managed to free fall <laughs> off of the red room and be totally fine. Oh, but yeah, there, there are at least five instances where she should have been murdered by something in this movie and wasn't. Mm-hmm. Or like she genuinely had falls equivalent to her fall in Endgame and survived those. Yeah, yeah. but the fall in Endgame is a uh, mystical fall. There's some secret kill box down there. It doesn't involve yeah. parachutes in any way. That rock is ten times harder than anything found on Earth, so. Okay, we're just using space logic. Got it. I mean, that's what Marvel does. Fair enough. They have time travel logic now, too, so anything can happen. And in the multiverse stuff, so. Get used used to some weird stuff, folks. (laughs) It's going to be weird. Hey, not yet. There's no multiverse yet, apparently. Eh, give it a week. The new Loki comes out (laughs) next week. Um, Yeah, that's kind of where my head's at. Um, 2016 uh, obviously Natasha is a fugitive because the Sokovia Accords are stupid and she's being pursued by Ross who I love like whenever he pops up now it's just to illustrate the fact that Ross is an idiot <laughs> I, I love that they're just like let's have the secretary of defense personally go find a fugitive like wait what <laughs> Or uh, Secretary of State. Or of State? Oh, oh I thought he was Defense. Uh, I don't know I, why, I, but they make a very specific point about calling out that he's the Secretary of State every time he's in a movie. Well, uh, the Sokovia Accords make more sense for that role than the Secretary of Defense. I also feel like he hadn't originally had a larger role in this movie, and then when they brought on Julia Louise Dreyfus, we're just like, yeah, maybe he doesn't have to lead the Thunderbolts slash Dark Avengers slash whatever it is they're setting up. I still think he's going to yeah. be part of the Thunderbolts, but they're just saying that this, I think this is him. I think this is him done in the MCU personally. I th- I think what's going to happen is they're going to eventually set up Red Hulk. Um, I think they will, but I think they need to use a different character or a different actor. I think William Hurt specifically. I don't think he's going to do much more Marvel after this, if anything. I mean, yeah, he's getting old. Yep, Which, and he showed he, it in this. He one. did not look great. He did I not hate look to say that, like in terms of actors, but. With Marvel movies especially, like, age is a factor. Yep. Yep. Oh, um, yeah. They, yeah, they surround Nat, um, but it turns out she is on a ferry in Norway. Um, and she's yes. just been watching them on her phone. She very conspicuous. She's trying to be inconspicuous, but just fails when she pushes her phone into the water. Um... <laughs> And she goes off to a safe house set up by the one and only Rick Mason. I loved that he was in this movie. Just a weird character that nobody knows. Yep. 
Yeah. Um, Who? Rick Mason. He's the black guy that uh, sets everything up for. Also oh, no, known I, as an agent in the comics. Oh, that's he's really a, cool. a former shield operative that kind of, he's kind of just like a jack of all trades. You need something, he'll get it for you. Mm-hmm. He is like the definitive go-to guy for like all of the MCU um, or not MCU, all of Marvel. Like he was used by Nick Fury. He was used by Carol Danvers, obviously uh, Natasha. Yeah. They had a romantic connection in the comics, I believe. And if I remember right, he's like the son of the Tinkerer. He is. In the comics, he's the son of the Tinkerer. There's some weird What you're saying is he's going to be in it. He's going to be in more of the MCU, most likely. Very likely. So I think he did great here. It wouldn't surprise me if he shows up in Hawkeye. I agree. Yeah, that'd be a great spot for him to come back. He clearly has a relationship with Clint as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, if he set up Budapest for the both of them. Which, by the way, we finally see what happened in Budapest. Um, but I mean, yeah. we, we, we see uh, two minutes of what happens in Budapest. <laughs> we we, we get lots of lot of hints of, like, how things went and the, the arrows in the wall and the hiding in the air ducts and finally finding out why Natasha had such reservations or such um, negative memories of Budapest. So I'm sure we'll get to that in a bit, though. I'll let Griffin get back to the plot. Yeah, thank you. Um, funnily enough, the next part of the plot is in Budapest. Well, I tried. <laughs> um, we see a couple of widows, one of them being Yelena. Oh, uh, that's Morocco. Oh, that's Morocco, yeah. Morocco well, first, get, yeah. Morocco first, then Budapest. There's so many locations in this freaking movie. I, I was like, are you skipping like a good 30 <laughs> minutes of the movie? But okay. What's it 30 minutes? Really? That's probably like yeah, I guess it yeah. was. Uh, anyways, yeah, uh, they're hunting down another Black Widow. It turns out who has this weird red dust, which the um, the CGI looks weirdly like uh, Scarlet Witch's powers in Age of Ultron. That's exactly what I thought it was when I first saw <laughs> yep. that. Like, oh no, they're putting her under mind control. Uh, turns out quite the opposite. Yeah, literally I taking mean, her out of my control. Yeah, that's exactly what everybody I watched and I fought to were like, is that fucking how'd they get that in a tube? <laughs> and you know what? It might have something to do with Black or with uh, Scarlet Witch. We don't know. Well, although no, the, she's gone. She's un, un, arrested by now, so. Yeah, well, we know that the mind control element of it was built out of what was stolen from Ohio. We don't know at what point that counter agent was developed. So it could be something that's based on something of Scarlet Witch. We don't know. Yeah. yeah. It, it doesn't really matter. It's just a MacGuffin. Um, anyways, they kill her. Uh, but as she is dying after Yelena has stabbed her and twisted the knife, quite literally, um, the red dust comes up to her. She realizes what she's doing. It's like, oh, God, I screwed up cries over the body for a little bit and then takes off. Um, apparently sending the red dust to, uh, Natasha. Um, let's cut back to Norway for a little bit. So, where... so that happened off screen. Cause it was, she got after she like regains consciousness, she talks to the, the, the guy who gets stuff. 
Yeah, so like um, off screen, she talks to him. He sets her up yeah. in a safe house in Budapest. In, in Budapest, and then he then she gives him that stuff. That's why all that mail is there because yeah, she wanted it far away from her. Yeah, she sends it to Nat, who's in Norway, in frankly a pretty cool looking little trailer. Like that actually seems like a really nice setup out there if you want to stay yeah. off the grid. I mean, until the generator craps out. <laughs> yeah, until the generator gives up. <laughs> halfway through a movie um yeah Nat's chilling out there um generator gives out so she goes into town to get some gas uh but she did take all of this mail and stuff that she thought was just garbage that she didn't want to throw away while she's out there um on the way there though taskmaster decides to hit her car with an rpg uh, being the first yeah, time that this movie scares the crap out of me. <laughs> yeah, that was a jump scare if I ever seen one. Yep. The first of many. Yeah. This, they really like their jump scares. Um, they fight. This fight is super cool between them. The the mimicry that like that's what I wanted out of Taskmaster was that uh, back and forth, the fighting your shadow, fighting your mirror. It's, it was so cool. And they could have done so much with the character and kind of didn't. Instead, they put yeah. the character in the tank. Instead, they put the character in the tank. The moment where you could see Taskmaster <laughs> fighting using styles of the other Avengers was insane. Dude, yeah, like that when was they, very cool. When they introduced Taskmaster and she's watching the uh, footage from Germany, mm-hmm. like that just happened. Yeah. Yeah. And then we see him immediately be able to use uh, Black Panther's powers. Yeah. Like, it was just um, not, cool. Yeah. I mean, immediately we see Captain America stuff. The Black Panther stuff we see later in the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm kind right? of just talking timeline. In general. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's just, it yeah was but cool. anyone else get major Terminator vibes? Like, that's all Taskmaster really was to me in this movie was the Terminator. Yes. I mean, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Robocop. When she takes the helmet <laughs> off, I got weird. I got very much Metroid vibes, not in the terms of take it off and oh, she's a girl. In terms of here's this giant hulking suit and tiny head. The CG <laughs> did not look good there. Small head. No, it did not. You know. But that's later in the movie. That's later in the movie. Um, yeah. Also, like how I'm just saying to heck with it. We're spoiling the fact that it's a she, which is frankly huge. But we'll get there. Yep. Um, yeah, she blows up. They fight Taskmaster. There's this awesome moment where like they both look up in the exact same like that mimicry. They did the um, pose. They both did the pose. They did the pose. They're both posers. <laughs> uh, somewhere in there, Nat realizes that he, Taskmaster is not after her. She's after the red dust. Taskmaster here just wiping the floor with Nat. Yeah, when when Taskmaster punches her in the gut, like that should have sent her to the hospital. And then when he th- well, kicks her off the bridge, doesn't have a uterus her into the river. Yeah, yeah, in Norway, which that ain't a warm river, guys. No, it's okay. She it's okay. We already know. We already know how Russians deal with hypothermia. So they they pee on. They, they pee go on. toilet on my hands. Thirty-five <laughs> degrees Celsius, Mitch. <laughs> That's above See, at least freezing. use a proper measurement system. <sighs> Team Celsius, let's go. I knew that was coming as soon as I said it. 
<laughs> You're not wrong. You set him up by knock him down. What do I say? Uh, yeah, she gets eaten into the river. Um, looking at the uh, stuff, though, she sees half of the picture she had taken with uh, Yelena, which on, upon my rewatch, I realized that she had handed that to her in like the opening credit sequence. Yeah. When they're getting separated in the, uh, yeah. in the red room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that the first time I'd seen it. No, I missed it too. I didn't know how she ended up with the photos. Mm-hmm. It, it was like, it was a nice touch, but she's like, Oh God damn it. Um, and heads off to Budapest. Um, she gets to the safe house and they fight. Um, which I really want to just very quickly call out the um, costuming in this scene. Both of them looking amazing. The y- Yelena in that jacket was such a good look, and I'm disappointed that they got rid of it. Anyways, yeah, I I'm very much looking forward to casual Yelena in uh, in uh, inevitable MCU appearances. So I kid you not. And this is just me getting off topic. Thanks, bitch. Um, Sorry. <laughs> I could not stop commenting about how good her outfit was in the post credit scene. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's just because you're from the oh Oregon area. That was like peak Oregon, wasn't it? Because, well, yeah. What was funny is I was seeing this with a friend. And we were like known in our friend group for constantly wearing flannels. Yep. Oh. <laughs> Only in Oregon. Uh, Washington too. Close enough. Yeah, Seattle. Seattle is just Seattle. Washington is just Oregon North, and Oregon is just Washington South. Um. Are we? Anyways. Yeah. Uh, outfits. They Beginning fight. Of Budapest. Yeah, they fight. Like, just destroy this safe house. I feel bad for Rick. Um. And eventually, they are choking each other out. Call a truce. And they're like, okay, let's actually talk, which is what we should have done from the beginning. Um, they realize what's going on. Um, at one point, Natasha changes her shirt and Yelena sees all the bruises and stuff from her fight with uh, Taskmaster. Realizing, oh, shit is going, in fact, going down. Um... Eventually, though, as they're talking and catching up and learning what they have to do, also we're learning a bit more here that, you know, Natasha, uh, the Red Room's back. Nat essentially abandoned Yelena, and Yelena ain't exactly feeling happy about it. Um, What else? Oh, she's an Avenger now. That's why she's under the stuff. Oh, they go through a lot in, like, a couple of minutes in this scene, like, Holy like crap. I said, this, this is the exposition they needed to expand on so the average viewer didn't miss it in that 30 seconds while they're taking a bite out of their big old candy bar stuff in their face with popcorn. I'm trying to think if there's anything else super important here. Um, she mentions that she's not on the outs with Iron Man right now. Um, she mentions the holes in the walls aren't from bullets, but from arrows. From arrows, yeah. yeah. Well, um, and that's where she learns that the Red Room is still active yeah well, then oh she, i remember she, the other thing this is when we started alluding to the fact that she killed uh draco's daughter which yeah. was hinted at in marvel's avengers in 2012 
Interesting. That comes when, when Loki is talking with Black Widow when he's in the prison cell, he mentions Drakov's daughter, Budapest, all of that. Your 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 ledger is dripping with blood. Yeah. So we had this set up in Marvel's Avengers back in 2012. Love. See, I always thought Drakov's daughter was her. Like that yeah, so was did I. Idol. And now we know that's yeah. not the case. Yeah. And now we realize that Drakov's daughter was. A person mm-hmm. that she kills. Spoilers. Uh, that she blows up. We've also finally learned what she was doing in Budapest. Um, yes. She was sent to Budapest with Clint Barton to kill Drakov as her final mission in her conversion to S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, and she is very particular about how she words it because she does not want to bring up that she killed um, Drakov's daughter. Uh, but Yolita, very insistent on... You left out a very important detail. <laughs> um, at this point, they get attacked by the other Widows. Um, finally convincing Nat that the Widows are back. Um, they run off. There's this awesome chase scene uh, on the roofs. They push this pipe chimney-looking thing down. One of them catches her... Um, Natasha grabs her hand, trying to keep her, but she stabs Nat and falls. And uh, I guess I guess falling doesn't kill people. No, it just breaks no, her just legs. Her apparently, leg. yeah, no, um, just broke her leg. Like fall a price damage work. doesn't exist. Well, it exists. It's just not fatal, apparently, in the MCU. Yeah, except for two very specific situations. Yeah, one pulling Nat. <laughs> yes. Look, as soon as Gwen Stacy gets in- introduced into the MCU, then fall damage exists again. No, then we're going to get less Spider-Man exists. in the MCU, not more. <laughs> Come on. True point. Good point. Um, yeah, Spider-Man might be dead in the MCU. Actually, it's funny as we might get. We could theoretically get Gwen Stacy to do Spider-Man, just not that Gwen Stacy. Might be a Gwen Stacy, yeah. Which I'd be Ooh. Um... Anyways, yeah, she goes to try to help this person, but immediately the widow pulls her fancy schmancy widow weapon on her. I still don't know what those are called. Widow stings. There we go. Um, yeah, the widow sting. At which point, Drakov hits a button and she kills herself. And What's heartbreaking is... about that is she was conscious, even though She's... the widows hadn't been conscious to this point, and no, she can't stop herself from doing it. It's just, it and she kills says me. So... This is this is like the closest it gets to being as dark as the opening. Yeah. Yep. Except yeah. for maybe the pig suffocating. Yeah, that was that was. Oh, that poor off-putting CGI sure. pig. Yeah, thank God. That poor CGI pig. Oh, the best <laughs> CGI in the movie, the I would argue. Off? Yeah, I thought that. I thought the pig walking in was real at first. Um. Oh no, the the pig walking in is real. Just him. I not those were all CGI. All CGI. I, no, Disney no. doesn't do animal like live animals, animals anymore. They only do CG. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a really big decision a few years ago. Yeah, I think before Jungle Book, they made that decision in all their productions moving forward. They wouldn't yeah, involve any live animals. They did it, it w- along with their animal conservation efforts. It's actually but, like, no, a really interesting decision, it, and I. But really didn't they? It. They used didn't they use dogs in Lady and the Tramp? Yes. Yes. But, but they were knows, nobody rescues, watched that. I think. They were rescues. There was like some weird stuff with it. And I, think I don't that remember. Most of it was 
like the equivalent of but motion capture. I remember yeah. I was at D23 and they had those dogs on stage. Also, frankly, <laughs> uh, the live action Lady and Tramp is actually pretty good. It is actually really good. I should watch it at some point. It is better than the original. Okay. The original That's not kind saying of, the, a ton. Look, the original has some problematic stuff. It's 1950s Disney. Of course it's problematic. And they fix some of that in the live action. Ryan, you want to talk about uh, Tarzan again? I do. I do. Or do you want to talk about Peter Pan again? I don't want to do that. I want to talk about (laughs) Phil Collins' soundtrack. Hey, everybody, this is a Black Widow podcast where we talk about the Tarzan 1990, the 90s movie Tarzan with the Phil Collins soundtrack. Uh, Let's talk about Phil Collins. (laughs) Let's talk about Black Widow. Okay, fine. I'm sorry, what? This is your fault. Anyway. This movie that forgettable that we're just going to go to the hardest Disney soundtrack we've ever had and what Phil Collins put out in Tarzan. Followed closely there by the you, music done for a goofy movie. You don't, you do not understand how much Phil Collins comes up on this podcast. It is ridiculous. Oh, I, I have know. not been on an episode without Phil Collins. <laughs> anyway. I have been on an episode without Griffin getting mad at me for getting us off track. Speaking of which. I just make fun of you for it because you you feel so bad about it. Um, I'm sorry, I'm Canadian. Uh, it's in our nature. Anyway, to our Shang-Chi review, it's been two months since we started this. <laughs> Jesus. <Christ. laughs> Anyways, they're on the run. They're running from a tank. Oh right, that's where we are. Yes. Oh yeah. They're running from a <laughs> tank on a motorcycle. It's stupid, but it's fun. They fall off the motorcycle. They get in a car. They drive the car. The boat, the, the tank still chases them. This well, this exchange between Yelena and Natasha is some of the best acting or the best writing in this movie. Oh, oh yeah. I, I, I wish this one like, so spoiled by the... Uh, what's your plan? Trailer. To drive away. That's a terrible plan. Kicks the door at the motorcycle, knocks her off. Oh, so good. I loved that. Oh my god, that looked so fucking cool when they did Immediately, that. Immediately, like, the tone shifts here. Yeah, this yeah. this stunt like the 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 car stunt work in this movie is out of this world. Give us more car chases. Give us more car chases in the MCU because they are freaking cool. Yeah. So you want an MCU crossover with Fast and the Furious? Is what I'm hearing. Yes, or because you know what? With we the Disney property cars. No. All right. You Joe. joke about that, but I saw someone who did a Photoshop poster in the fa- the Fast Nine style of Gru from Despicable Me standing in front of one of the cars from Cars. Look, if the cars are, the cars from Cars are going to appear anywhere in the MCU, it's going to be in Loki with Owen Wilson. So, uh, ciao. There oh, is a ciao. there is an alternate Wait, dimension version is, of Mobius that is say, just is like Lightning McQueen. McQueen just a Mobius variant. No, Mobius is an Owen Wilson variant. Right. Anyways. Okay, then. Anyways. (laughs) They drive off. Black Widow, Black Widow. They drive off. Um, They get to this gas station. We learn a little more. We get the poser joke. Which is one of the funniest things. I feel so bad for that store clerk who probably had no idea what they were talking about since they were talking in English. Oh yeah, good point. I totally yeah, didn't. Why is this woman in my in my store just flipping her hair, looking like an Avenger we haven't seen in six months? Yeah, it was. This whole point was hilarious, and the point she's making. Um, 
she's poking fun, but also like, you know, they're catching up, learning more about each other's lives. Um, they eventually go out, sit on the deck, talk there. We see a guy whose life is about to get ruined by two people stealing the car he's working on. Just saying. Um, we patch up the wound. Oh, I almost forgot. The car blows up and they hide in the vent where they, where um, Nat. That was kind of important. <laughs> yeah, that was like that's like kind of major. I mean, they got away. That was very good art direction showing them that they played tic tac toe and fucking. Hey man, half... the their, their shitty cave drawings are still there. What, like ten years later? The hangman also, that, game, that which they didn't actually finish. does not obey the laws of physics. Because there's no way from that angle that Taskmaster could have thrown that shield down parallel to that friggin' escalator uh, railing. Okay, but you know why it did that? Disbelief. It was made of unobtainium. Yes, absolutely. Carry on. Avatar confirmed in MCU. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, they got away, yada, yada, yada. Um... She was hoping that one of the big ones would come. Um, she makes a joke of Thor doesn't need to take ibuprofen after a fight. Space God doesn't need aspirin after getting punched. <laughs> Which I, I love that line. Every, I, honestly, so I just good. love everything that Yelena says. Um, especially that this would be a very cool way to die. Oh, that's or, my favorite. Well, shortly thereafter, my, this is a, a very <laughs> much less cool way to die. Yeah. Um, Anyways, they come up with this crazy plan. They're going to track down Dracov in the Red Room and take it out. Uh, then, they, yeah, they steal this guy's car. Really being jerks. Um, we do have this really great, though, like, sister moment between them, though. That I, I kind of feel like I'm skipping over with and making light of it, but this is actually, like, an amazing scene, and I love this scene. Yeah. Um, they take off. They uh, say they're going to need a jet. They don't get a jet. No, no. Before they get the jet, we get the introduction of the only plot element that is carried forward into Infinity War, and that is Yelena's oh, the vest. vest. The vest, yes. Her oh, obsession cool. with the vest. I it has so many pockets. It. I knew you loved it. I knew you loved the vest. So good. No, but just the the idea too of like she's been under this mind control. She doesn't know what actions are her own or what not what isn't, and being able to make a decision on her own to buy this thing, being the first thing she's ever bought for herself, it does add a lot to her character. That it means so much to her, and for her to pass that along to Nat at the end of the film does mean a lot more because of the <laughs> the amount of plot that they wrote into this vest that they didn't add to the exposition on what the red room actually is. Yeah, it was. They definitely, I think they actually did a relatively decent job of explaining, like, that Widows had no control of life, and they explained, like, how much it sucks being a Widow, and, like, exactly yeah. what you're taking, what's taken from you. They just don't ever do a good job of, like, showing it. They totally yeah. take the, they don't do show, not tell. Um, they do tell and let's move on. Exactly. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, they, uh. Go, they call up Rick to get a jet, uh, but they give him no time and no money, so he gives them a helicopter. Um, they make jokes. It's funny. Uh, but he does mention to Natasha that 
Uh, the government's coming after him now. They're looking into him, which means he's got to go off the grid for a while. So this is all that they're getting for a little bit. Um, they're making jokes about him being soft. This is a fun scene. Um, but they're going to a Russian gulag to break out Alexei. I don't know where this that scene actually takes place. I'm just going to assume they went to Russia. It was Russia. Okay. Yeah, they had gulag. They Before also get had to... no uh, gas at the end, and they had to get to St. Petersburg, which is in Russia. No, I'm assuming where they picked up the helicopter. Oh, probably in Russia as well. Like, because oh. I can't imagine them oh. taking the helicopter from Budapest, from Budapest to Russia. Depends. Yeah, if they're going to Siberia, which I guess it is. It wouldn't be that yeah. far. Anyways, we don't need to figure out the logistics of a spy movie. That's just never going to happen. Suspension of disbelief. Let me go get the whiteboard. I'm making jokes. You're being picky. Um, I'm being pedantic. Now, I want to talk about the scene where we Shit, first meet Alexi. In, yeah, the arm wrestling scene. That ended. Did anybody else notice some of his amazing tattoos? Uh, I definitely did because there are <laughs> tattoos of both Natasha and Yelena's names on him. That that's good, but my personal favorite is that he has Karl Marx tattooed on his knuckles. Yeah, I saw that. Yes, <laughs> that was amazing. That is the most like, like him like trying to be the opposite of Captain America. Yeah, could be. Like let's let's talk about him in this prison for a second. How much self restraint did he had to show in this prison? Like clearly oh. he's just kicking everyone's ass and he's the head honcho there, but Um fun fact, did you realize that the character whose arm he breaks is named Ursa? Ursa. Yeah. As in Ursa Major, as in the, the Russian mutant who can transform into a bear. This is oh, one of my favorite. He was the bear guy. I love yep. Ursa Major as a character. Like one of my favorite, favorite scenes in any comic book ever is him and, with between him and Gorilla Man, and they're having this secret meeting. Right? Where do you think they meet up? A zoo. They meet up at a zoo in the freaking like yep. I know the display area. And he, Ursa's there just drinking vodka. Yep. Like, and a bunch of kids are watching. That's the kind of character Ursa Major is, and I hope we see more of that. Look, if I get drunk enough, I will not shut up about how there is a bear in the Russian version of the Avengers. They have a fucking bear. Yeah. And the bear is essentially their Hulk, but also yeah. a master uh, strategist. It's weird. God, that movie was something. Ah. Uh... Give us more Ursula Major MCU. Honestly, I feel like we will. There's no reason not to set up some sort of Russian Avengers at this point. We're already getting the characters. Yeah. yeah. Well, they have they have the the bear. They mentioned the Crimson Dynamo, which is the Russian Iron Man. Yep. Yeah, the Winter Guard. Oh my. Oh my God. Thank you. I couldn't Crimson remember the Dynamo name. Crimson Dynamo and Armor Wars. Crimson Dynamo and Armor Wars confirmed. I have a theory about Armor Wars we'll get into when we talk about the post credit scene. And then I guess the only other person we need would need then is uh, Darkstar. He's a mutant, so yeah. maybe. Um, We're getting closer to mutants, so. Someday. Bringing it back. 
Um, yeah, he's doing that. He goes to get his mail, and they're eating some sort of, like, I don't know exactly what they're eating, but they said it needed more butter, and they're making fun of um, Alexi while they're eating it. He goes, he sees a, uh, he gets an action figure of himself, and immediately he's just happy that he has this. He comes to the song, he presses it, does the song, he pulls the string on it. It doesn't say there's a snake in my boot, uh, but it does Aww. pop the head off <laughs> to reveal an earpiece. Um, earpiece revealing that it was uh, Natasha and Yelena uh, in the White Widow outfits, which look dope. These are the best Widow outfits that uh, Black Widow has had in the entire MCU, and I stand by that. I was very tempted to buy this skin in Marvel's Avengers. I, I was I was tempted enough to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I also may or may not have bought the skin in Fortnite. Understandable. Let's carry on. <laughs> yeah, seriously though, like this is an actual like armor, not just skin tight suit, which I really appreciated. Um they're in the helicopter trying to get him out. They're like, okay, go to the store. Don't be conspicuous. Like, don't start a scene. Uh, before going to the door, he pulls the two guards through the window that's protecting them and takes his food back. So, you know, I'm not starting a scene. Right, right after Natasha says, don't make a scene. Mm -hmm. And I love that. Like, and then she he isn't, kicks off a door. She is not hearing or seeing what's going on down there. She just knows that he's starting shit. Yep. Um, he's like if I'm leaving I'm starting a prison ride on my way out well I mean at the end of it he tell, he says something along the lines of uh, screw you douchebags or something like that as yeah, he's leaving exactly so yeah just yeah, yeah he's, he's had enough of this I can't blame him um, yeah he gets out of there he gets out into like the outside area and that's when he sees the helicopters he tries to climb up, but the guards electrocute him, and he falls down. Uh, the riot's going crazy. Um, realizing that there's no way for him to get up without these guys being taken down, Nat jumps out of the helicopter. Um, this entire scene is wonderful and awesome and ridiculously epic. This was probably the most fun I had during the movie, was during this scene. Yeah, I would, yeah. I would agree. It's this um, and it's the smaller family moments for me. From an action poses. perspective, this is the one that does it, yeah. Oh, yeah. freaking poser. <laughs> that was the most Canadian you've ever sounded, bitch. Oh, yeah, no, bud. I'm sorry, it comes out at times. I'm tired. When I'm tired, my Canadian comes out. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, she poses on her way down, fights a bunch of people using the uh, hook from the helicopter, which is really cool. Um, eventually, Alexi gets up. Um, but at the time this is happening there, oh yeah. Uh, and then, um, Yelena I, almost I, takes I, Nat's head off. Before we pass it, I, I love that you just like move your ass super soldier and we get this slow-mo of him running, but he's running like your dad would try to run to get to the dinner table. Like yeah. it's this slow-mo shot and just be like <laughs> bumbling and not really knowing what he's doing. Cause he's been in this prison for as long as he has and isn't in is super soldier fast. shape. Oh, he is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he ran fast enough to keep up with a plane at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Dude can move. Um, They fight. Yeah, she almost takes her head off. She, um, so she calls up. 
but she's being attacked by a Gatling gun from one of the watch stations. So she blows it up with a rocket, causing an avalanche. Um, that's when, you know, move your ass super soldier. She, he gets up eventually, um, you know, Yelena saves, um, Natasha, her grabbing onto the hook thing. She then grabs, they come back around, um, Alexi thinking for a second that they're leaving him, which I appreciated, but they come back around, grab and pull him out of the avalanche, getting out of there. Obviously all this was great. Uh, they pull him into the helicopter, uh, and they really they only rescued him because so they thought he would know where the Red Room is. Uh, yep. He's insulted by that. Um, he's, he, yeah, he still thinks of them as family. This is a, it's a weird back and forth, but I love it. Yeah. Makes a horrible uh, misogynistic joke and then gets turned on him. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're like, yeah, we can't. Explaining that's stupid. Like, I love this because it was such a, it, the last time this was brought up was Age of Ultron. When it was like, it was weird the way it was brought up. Like, I think we can all agree that it was weird the way that it was yeah. brought up in Age of Ultron. Well, yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, written by a gross person, so. Yes. It was freaking hilarious, though, in this one. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> they just they get up in there and they chop it all up and just like just stop. Yeah, that was an interesting scene to watch with my mother. I had to be so it. nasty. Um, I just didn't make eye contact for the rest of the night. I can't blame you there. No. I also watched this with my parents, by the way. I watched this with my little brother. <laughs> and, a friend. and we we all laughed at that scene. Oh, yeah. I laughed because the first time, then I started to chuckle when I watched it with my mom, and I'm just like, nah, I gotta stop. <laughs> I gotta stop before I get in trouble. Um, it's like, it's my house. I can laugh if I want. Yeah. Yeah, we learned that he doesn't know where the Red Room is, but he does know someone who might. Melina, who, they, who both uh, Yelena and Natasha thought was dead. Um... She is in a, she's working remote just outside of St. Petersburg. We can make it there. We have the gas. They don't have the gas. I, I love jokes just like that. Robs out of the sky. But I, just, I love the joke, but I feel like it, it didn't need to happen. You know, that's fair. I, I mean, think it's, it, it puts them on the ground, which they needed to be on for the subsequent scenes, but it's just like, they're going to, they're trying to cater to too many different parts of their audience. And it just, it feels a little, um, unfocused to me. I thought, I thought this joke was really just to hammer in the fact that Alexi's a moron. That is also yeah. very true. I um, mean, like you see this immediately, like he's immediately talking about himself. He has this moment here after the helicopter lands where he wants to know if Captain America talked about him when like realistically Captain America would have no idea who you are. Yeah. Um, Although my theory is that because yeah, earlier on he was talking about fighting Captain America, but I don't think he's lying. I think he fought Isaiah. I, I was just about to bring that up. I think he has fought an a super soldier. Just not yeah. Steve Rogers. It could have also been Bucky. Now they mentioned though that the Winter Soldier will he worked with the Winter Soldier. 
True. He, well, also, he had a shield, so, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we don't know if they gave Bucky a shield or not. They might have tried to use him to impersonate Cap at some point, but that's neither here nor there. Oh, yeah. He might have. We don't know. His, his hair is too long for that. <laughs> True. I mean, so was Alexi's. Um, we're going to buy it. They, uh, yeah, they got Flaney as that moment. Uh, they're like, dude, you were not a good father to us. You just, you sent us off to the red room. Uh, and he thought he was doing them a favor. He, he was like, strongest, my girls are the strongest there is. There's so much red on your ledger. It must be dripping with blood. I am so proud of you. And then he loosely <laughs> shakes their wrists for some reason. Yeah. I, I love those jokes. Cause I just, I just love that they're continuing like in the later years of the MCU to just shit on Joss Whedon. Like he just, he's, he's leaning into the, the communism part of it. Cause he's been in prison for the last 20 years. So it actually, it's, it's kind of fun to see him so heavily lean into that, that part of like Russian history and not really like, he's not, he feels like a man out of time the same way as cap, but for different reasons. Yeah. Well, he even funnier. He was also kind of put on ice. Yeah, <laughs> in the gulag, <laughs> in the ice box. Uh, yeah, they walk out to Melina's uh, farm, which she sees them. Uh, she's testing with pigs. Uh, she sends them home, pulls out this very much overcompensatingly large sniper rifle, um, sees who it is, pulls off. Kind of shocked to see who it is, but, you know, she's showing absolutely no emotion whatsoever. She's just out there with her pigs that can't breathe. I mean, she also at this point probably expected both the girls to be dead and Alexi to still be in prison. So there's that. And oh, is she about to get some news in the next scene? Oh, boy. Um, Well, no, she knows that Nat's alive because they all see her as an Avenger. Yeah. True. Kind of hard for her to just disappear. Mm -hmm. That's understandable. She knows she's on the run at the at the least. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I keep forgetting the time zone, time, time zone, the time. <laughs> yeah, she even mentions to her, "It's like you're an international criminal right now. You're an international fugitive." Yeah. Um. Yeah, we go. She's like, "Let's let welcome to my humble abode. Let's have a drink." Which you know what? Kind of a fair response for the situation in which you found yourself in. I mean, they're also Russian. That, there's also that. Very stereotypical, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, they all sit around the table. Immediately, they're trying to be family again. But before that, we get this scene of Alexi trying to put on the Red Guardian suit again. It'll fit. <laughs> It'll fit. It does fit. Didn't love this scene. <laughs> kind of thought it was really... It was really just a fat What are you talking about? David Harbour is so goddamn hot. He's great. I love like the, all of the sexual innuendo between him and Melina. <laughs> and just, just got out of prison, full of energy. And they're just oh, no God. one else is com- no one is comfortable. <laughs> Everyone else is like, ah, oh, sweet Jesus, like, including the audience. <laughs> um, yeah, we they we got talking and catching up. Like Natasha, it's all business right now. She where everyone else is like, okay, we're a family again. No, no, we're not. No, we're not. Um, This is when we learn that, you know, something that we kind of could have thought of 
on our own. Elena thought it was all real. Um, and it was real to her. So we learn. Oh, me, God damn it. And it's like really kind of depressing to think about. Um, we They talk, we learn what they stole. They stole like some recreation of something in the brain. It was really technical sounding and my brain started to glaze over. Well, um, it's just it's just basically the thing that leads to mind control. the the difference in the mind control between Nat and Yelena, where it's just like it was easier for Nat to overcome where it's like they literally the black the widows now cannot overcome it without a special gaze. It also seems like she's improving on her original formula because later on we'll we'll get we'll get into uh, her conversation with Drakov, but it uh, it seems like he wants to get Nat back under his control, whether it be th- like I don't think he can make them stop breathing the same way that he can make or she can do that to the pigs. Like I don't think he has that kind of granular control. That we we don't really get a hint of that other than the shoot yourself in the face bit. Yeah. Like, yeah. There, there is a level of control there. We just don't know how much. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we reveal that everything is happening there. There is the pig suffocating. Um, you can just see like the level of betrayal on Yelena's face when she's learning this, which is just again shout out to Florence Pugh for being an amazing actress. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh God, we... I just realized something. Hit me. So. We all expect that whatever the Red Guardian is saying to be BS about him fighting Captain America. Um, Steve Rogers did the whole time travel thing and would have lived through that time with his shield. He wasn't active, but he was in the timeline. True. He could, Please continue. It could be. Anything could happen. Um, <laughs> that's just that's where we're at at this point. Um, we learned there, Yelena tells, um, Melina, God, way too close to names, by the way. Um, Yelena tells Melina that it's like, hey, yeah, the, the people you tested it on, that was me. You did this to me. It was me all along. Uh, and then she takes the vodka and storms off into one of the bedrooms. Um, after the whole, you know, this isn't real thing. Um, Alexi goes to talk to her because, you know, Melina definitely shouldn't be the one to go in there. Um, We split off into a couple of different scenes here. Alexi goes in there. She's like, I came in here because I didn't want to talk. He's like, okay, then I won't talk. And then goes into the scene about fishing and peeing and fatherhood. And we cut back to American Pie. Yeah, he sings American Pie, and they have this weird bonding moment. Um, Which they immediately interrupt with spotlights and about a dozen trank darts. Exactly. He's like, this can't take me down 15 more in the chest. Again, serious, (laughs) serious character building immediately cut abruptly by weird comedic timing. Well, that's not what you want to see in in a Marvel movie. I liked for the character's final film. I wanted it to be a movie more about character than those Marvel light moments, but that's just me. I think. Oh yeah. I definitely agree with you there. Um, I'm just making fun. I know. Um, at the same time, um, 
Melina and Natasha are having a moment. Uh, we learned that Melina kept the scrapbook from their time undercover in Ohio. Um, that she's actually pretty sentimental. She is, what, what would she call it? Like a rat born and raised in a cage. Why does a rat run on the the wheel? Um, and Nat being like, you're you're more than that. You were born in a cage, but that's not what defines you. Uh, and um, that's when we learn. Oh yeah, we have that awesome awesome moment of um, how did you keep your heart? Um, I love that. Love that moment. How'd you keep your heart? Uh, pain is. What is it? Pain just makes you stronger. Something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they roll through that. Uh, we learned that Yelena or Melina had already called uh, the Red Room. Uh, and they're on their way there. Yelena, after uh, Alexi has been taken down, comes out of her room to be like, yo, what is going on? Uh, there she sees uh, Nat knocked out in that like cool looking weapons room. Which is real, which is super cool. I love whenever there's like you know the secret intelligence room, yeah, hidden behind. And the has closet. the uh, the Winter Soldier face masks in it. Yeah, I love the line earlier of uh, like let's keep it clean or whatever. It's like I'm putting my gun away in this room of many yeah. weapons that I can grab and many shoot weapons. You at any exactly, or many weapons and wigs. With, of course, the perfect wigs that we could possibly need in this situation. Anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah, she turns, she sees Nat, turns around, and we see Melina in the uh, Black Widow outfit. Which also looks freaking cool. Everyone just looks cool in this movie. Shout out to Marvel's costume department that just makes everybody look cool. Even David Harbour squeezing into that Red Guardian suit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will say I love how it's clearly a different Red Guardian suit. A hundred percent. Like he can't even get his head through the hole. Although yeah. this is one of those little details. I love that he never buckles up the helmet. I kind of wish he would. I think it's I think it's funny how he just he never buckles it up. Um. But yeah, then Melina knocks out Yelena. Seriously, they're too close. Um, and the next scene we see is Alexi waking up on a jet with Melina flying it, heading up to the red room. And I say up because we learn the red room the entire time has been like this floating death station. Like you think of the watchtower in DC comics. Yeah, that's what the red room is. It it essentially is just not in space. It's the... Is the shitty communist It must have more cloaking than the fog machine that it's put that it's spitting out or whatever. Because how Shield didn't find this thing for decades when they had all of this state-of-the-art surveillance equipment, including satellites, and this thing was not in space. They should have found the thing. So I don't get it. Yeah, it must just be extremely cloaked. But yeah, who cares? they were going upwards towards it would did anybody else think it was going to be a helicarrier because i did i would i that would have been not, cool but i love that i'm like when i when they were going up i'm like is this thing gonna be a helicarrier one of the decommissioned helicarriers from yeah i'm like is this, is this a long shield helicarrier 
It's like the Red Room was shield all along. Everyone was shield. (laughs) Everyone was Hydra shield. Everybody was shield except for shield. They were Hydra. Um, they get in there and have all been separated. Um, Alexi and Melina are in very, very nice prison cells. Yeah, um, love the Art Deco prison cells. Yeah. Like, they did not need to go as hard on those as they did. But again, shout out to Marvel set design. They yeah. put together some amazing films over mm-hmm. the last decade and a half. Um, Melina, no, sorry, Yelena, jeez. Not gonna get through too this. many names, uh, not enough differences. <laughs> I don't know whether to blame like Marvel language. or the Russian language here. I mean, it's kind of on Marvel for just pulling that character out of all characters. They could have pulled any other Russian spies, but they didn't. Fair enough. Uh, Yelena's on a uh table, strapped down, people drawn on her head. They're gonna cut into our brain. Um, and then Melina is meeting with Drakov. Uh, they're talking, and it sucked. Like, she was clearly happy to be back. Um, Drakov has another mission for her, but she has a bunch of pigs that she needs to look after. Drakov doesn't give a shit about the pigs. Damn fucking pigs. Um... They're I mean, talking. we see how well he treats the girls in the, the red room, so it's kind of understandable that he doesn't really care all that much for pigs. I was going to say, we're about to really see it with his daughter. Um, yeah, really. He's like, they're talking. I don't really remember what they're talking about at this point, but like, it's, I think it's just about like Yelena, chop open her brain, figure out what, why she's bad well not the and then all yeah stuff. get not under yeah. mind control because what would it be like to have an avenger under his thumb and then he comes to the conclusion that nat is sitting right in front of him yeah and then he says thing. like you can tell i can tell just by looking in the eyes of one of the one of the one of my girls daughters. that i trained yeah one of my daughters and then he pulls off the the <laughs> winter soldier era face mask which just makes the fact him saying that just makes him even more creepy as a character. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, it turns out it was Nat the whole time. Interesting, like, one of those weird little things I noticed that her wig and mask come off at the same time, but Melina's come off separately. Well, and also the way they shoot that is they don't show Rachel Weiss when the wig is coming off. Yeah, true. Like, so... It, it's clearly they they just transitioned. Yeah, because yeah, there's no way to make the wigs look good. It's a little thing that like you have to do because there's no other yeah. way to do it. Um, yeah, it's her taskmaster immediately pulls the gun, but he's like, no, 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 and this is where we get the reveal that taskmaster the entire time has been Drakov's daughter. Yet another James Bond reference. Yeah. Uh, we get that ter- <laughs> the, the terrible looking CGI here of massive armor, tiny head. Yeah. Yeah, but the, the actress who played his daughter was in Quantum of Solace. Yes, yes, she was. Yes. Olga. Olga Kurilenko. Kurilenko, yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah I was never going to that right. By the way, like the whole time, I'm just like, who the fuck is Taskmaster? Is it a character we've already seen? And I'm just like, I'm also like, why isn't Oleg 
or Olga Kurilenko shown up yet. And then right at that moment, I was like, oh, okay. That's what my buddy said when we were watching it together. He's like, yeah, I saw the name in the opening credits and they probably shouldn't have done that because uh, you're just waiting the whole movie for her to pop up. And then it kind of makes sense that the one character whose face you don't see for three quarters of the movie is the one actress whose name you recognize that needs to be in the damn suit. Honestly, I didn't yeah. even see her name in the opening credits. So I was completely surprised by this. Um, I thought I thought this twist was actually really cool. I thought this was an interesting idea for Taskmaster. I don't like what they did with Taskmaster in this movie, though. Like I just, I, I, I just love that. Yeah, it, it's just a, it's just basically she's a robot and not like a, a person who has an extreme photographic memory and muscle memory. And I think we'll get more I, of that my, later. But yeah, my, my biggest my biggest issue was just so much of the taskmaster character is in that snarky wit. And we got not one line from this taskmaster, at least thus far. We get one single line in the entire movie from her. Yeah. Is he gone? Yeah. It's not enough for me. Hopefully that changes. given time. I firmly believe taskmaster will come back. I firmly believe she will be back. Sure. You I'm on the complete other camp of that. I don't think we're ever going to see her again. I don't think they would have kept her alive the way they did if she wasn't coming back. You don't think they would have I mean, cast such a high-profile actress if she wasn't coming back? Yeah. They've I mean, done that before, I mean, though. The worst-case scenario is she turns into an abomination and we don't see her for 15 years. <laughs> yeah. But they're bringing them back. Or, they, or she pulls a Jane Foster. <laughs> You're right. We'll see her in oh, yeah. uh, phase nine. That's when we'll see Taskmaster again. And then she'll be quippy then. What crazy yeah, exactly. things will they do in phase nine? <laughs> glasses. Sil- Silver wow, Surfer will get a solo movie. Well before phase nine. We're getting like no, every a... single one of the Celestials before phase nine. I was going to say, we'll, we'll have had multiple multiversal catastrophic events that have rebooted the MCU three times before we get to phase nine. We'll have done Secret Wars twice by then. <laughs> we'll have done Civil <laughs> War two by then. Yeah. We'll, do more, we'll do Avengers versus X-Men by then. <laughs> that is the, that's the end of phase nine or phase eight is Avengers versus X-Men. Oh, yeah, exactly. man. Okay, bringing it back. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, not. They do, what he does to his own freaking daughter is messed up. Um, so we're going to step away from that for just a moment to talk about the other, what's happening with everyone else because we've got three different planes of action happening. God, I hate it when this happens. Um, let's talk about Melina and Alexi first. Um, Alexi starts to bear his soul to Natasha uh, he's got his head right up against the glass when the door opens and he just looks dumb again. Um, so when it's revealed to him that it was Melina the whole time, uh, she's on comps with Helena. Um, Alexi starts to, to go back into the exact same speech. Melina's <laughs> like, dude, you, you, uh, you, you don't have, you don't have an earpiece. <laughs> it's funny. Um, yeah. She is going to go off to take down, to make sure that the red room lands. Um, she gets stopped, though, by Drakov uh, and goes down and blows up the engine instead. Being very, very calm cool about sequence it. sequence event. Mm-hmm. 
it's really cool. Wait. But her line of change of plans. I have destroyed one of the engines and we are now going into a controlled crash. Yeah. Ra- ra- shout out to Rachel Wise. Her delivery throughout this movie, like the characters calculated precise and all of her delivery follows that. It's very like it's very to the point. It's very blunt. And I appreciated it throughout it's, the entirety of the film. It's so good because it's like it's that character I'm that's clearly injured. Yeah, I'm clearly injured. And it's I that character that's attention. like it's that literal humor. Yeah, that is so so hard to nail, but they did such yeah. a good job. Also, um, speaking of another James Bond connection, James Bond has been inside Rachel Weiss. <laughs> well, well then, I I don't know what to say. Fucking hell! She's married to Daniel Craig, I think. <laughs> No, I understood. I understood that reference. Oh, no, I got the yeah. reference. I just don't know how to, what to <laughs> respond to that. <laughs> Maybe we just continue and ignore it. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> That's the best way to deal with this. The one sound clip that will come back to haunt me. <laughs> it's all right. There's been worse on this show. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk about Yolina then for a bit. Um. Uh, on call, Melina mentions that she has a knife. Uh, she has a knife? No. Um, she cuts her way out, killing all the doctors, uh, and goes to get the um, red dust stuff. I don't think... Did it ever get a name other Mist. than red dust? It It's the MacGuffin. Just call it, the, yeah, call the it what it is. Yeah. The MacGuffin. The thing, the doohickey, the thing that keeps the movie going. Now she goes and gets it out of cold storage. She does a pose. It immediately hates it. Even though, let's be real, she looked good doing it. Disgusting. So funny that the thing that has been driving this whole film, and that honestly, I figured the main villain would have kept on him. They just decided to put in the freezer section. Yeah. Just on a shelf down there. It's not even like... Uh, that secure like once you get into the room like you can just do whatever yeah i think it goes to the character too like drakov is so confident like he's so full of himself that he probably just didn't care he had someone else deal with it and they just did what they did like it honestly drakov was a more well-rounded villain than many others in the mcu yeah on the ragu bagu of mcu i honestly think he would rank pretty high for me Eh, he's probably middle class for me, but still, he was, did better was, than a lot of others. If it's just him, it would rank pretty high. But Taskmaster being in this movie brings it down so low. Yeah. yeah. Is, um, the tier list is, so number two is Drakeoff, number one is Whiplash. Uh, I mean, the connection there, too, <laughs> being that in the comics, Whiplash, like the father of the Whiplash character in the MCU was the Crimson Dynamo. Right. It's all connected. Yes. It's if all start, connected. If if someone if we get movies that go back and make Iron Man 2 better the same way that Oh my god, Endgame if they went go back, back and, and made Thor the Dark World better? If they could find some way like put Mickey Rourke's head in a jar like Futurama and bring back Whiplash as the Crimson Dynamo? Oh dear god. Is he alive? In no, the MCU, no, he, he, he got very dead at the end of Iron Man 2. No, no, I remember that. I mean, in real life. Uh, no, he's still kicking, I think. I think so. 
I just used him as a as a Photoshop, so yeah, he's still alive. Okay. I'm panically googling this to make sure. <laughs> he doesn't look great. I'm just gonna say he looks he very sad. I mean, he didn't look great in Iron Man too, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I mean, all the photos I just I found of him are just him like staring at the floor, like with just a dead dead eyes. Oh, I showed <laughs> one from the movie The Wrestler because he looked real <laughs> sad during the entire film. Honestly, after doing... the last year, fair. Yeah. <laughs> same, Mickey Rourke. Same. 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 Um, yeah, she gets the stuff and goes to free the widows, but the widows are not there. They're up beating the ever living crap out of Natasha at this point. Um, before that, she had um, gotten. She was poking and prodding at Dracov, uh, trying to get him to reveal all his secrets. He revealed how to open the. Uh, he showed, like bragging to her about his network of widows all across the world, opening it up with his ring. Um, she tries to kill him. She can't because he has his pheromonal lock on her. Um, and the only way to break it, to get by it, is to sever the nerve, which she does by breaking her nose on his desk. Well, this... first she tries to goad him into kicking her ass hard enough to sever the nerve. At what point did you guys realize what her plan was here? Uh, when she when just, they explained it, when she took a beating, I was like, "There's some reason." Flashback. I yeah. was like, "There's a reason why she's letting him just deck her." Yeah, as soon as she was like, "Oh, I'm trying to get you to hit me," that's when I realized it, and I love that he was not strong enough to break her nose, and that she tells him that. I loved that. I. I love this. This was the only scene of the end part that I really liked. Was that interaction? I thought that was fantastic. I don't, I don't know. I liked the free fall. The free fall was dumb, but I loved it. <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah. So she he was right with her nose. Um, she he is immediately afraid of her when he realizes what has happened. Calls the widows in and takes off. The Widows beat the ever-living crap out of Natasha. Like, she's clearly not going to win that fight. Well, he did also, like, again, adding to the hubris of the character, he told them to make her suffer, which probably gave the rest of her family enough time to come back and and save her, right, at the end of the day. Yeah, it gave Yelena just enough time to get in there with the MacGuffin now wrapped around a uh, smoke grenade. Um, Blow it up and bring everyone back they all go uh but nat stays to um download the files of all the girls around the world oh at this point um taskmaster is now fighting alexi that's when we see the black panther claws yeah yeah i wish we'd gotten more to that fight i'd love to have seen that fight entirety yeah, that would have been really cool. And I honestly, I was kind of disappointed that it ended with Molina stepping in and throwing him and in, throwing her into a jail cell. Like that just it seemed kind of anticlimactic for that fight. For Alex, especially for like Alexi finally getting to fight something after all this time. Yeah. Um, let's see. That's happened. She downloads the stuff. The red room's blowing up, so she jumps out the freaking window. That's the logical thing to do. In the in the weirdest like slow motion action scene that like does not match what's going on behind her. Yeah. 
Um, they have a lot of weird slow mo in this movie. Yeah. Um, that was the only one that bugged me because it's just like it's it's because the way how fast she's running it doesn't seem like how fast she should be going or something. Well, uh, did she start shooting the window like, too? The the you mean the glass panes that are like six inches thick? Yeah. That those. don't like shatter. They just kind of fall apart. Yeah. Like you push yourself through one of yeah. those foam block walls. Yeah. Well, it, it was those glass. T- it was like you know how like some bathrooms have those thick glass tiles it was just essentially that <laughs> um yeah she eventually makes her way down to the airstrip where all the widows are getting on a plane as well as Drakov and some of his soldiers but yelena is there first she grapples on to the top of the uh their jet pulls out her staff and shoves it in the engine blowing it up and knocking her off um this whole and point most likely was cool. killing Drakov. Yeah, def- definitely killing Drakov. Although, you never know. We did not see I mean, He body. survived one explosion. Mm-hmm. I don't think he survived this one. I was going to say, that was, pretty de- that was a pretty definitive explosion. Yeah, centered on his person. His glasses got destroyed for sure, though. I mean, no, his his table where he accessed his network was destroyed. Yelena has the means to, at the end of this, figure out a way to bring down his entire network. So I think pretty decidedly done-zo. Um, yeah, she goes flying off and Nat, yeah, we have this moment of her being like, no, don't do it. You are going to die if you do that. So Nat grabs the conveniently located parachute and just dives off the side of this thing. Which really makes me wonder how often she dove off of the helicarrier. Just, Just for saying. fun or because she had to? It seems like that would be the kind of thing she would do for fun. It's, it's like how James Gunn had to explain how Star-Lord could survive in space for so long because the Ravagers would always have bets to how long they could do that. This is something that Nat just does all the time. She just jumps off the helicarrier sometimes. Yeah. She plays chicken with the ground, seeing how late she can pull the parachute. Oh, like that Dennis Rodman movie where he's a skydiver? <laughs> uh, okay. Um, she goes diving after him, like dodging debris, eventually getting the parachute on her and launching it. Around the, that same time, Yelena actually wakes up from being knocked out. Uh, we see then Taskmaster following, or, oh, yeah, and then, like, ta- she let Taskmaster out of the cage and stuff uh, to save her. Um, Taskmaster comes out of nowhere, pulls the, the sword in midair, which is one of those things of, once again, unnecessarily cool. Um, goes after her. They fight in the air for a little bit. Nat eventually pulling the parachute on Taskmaster and then landing on the ground. Good, like five feet above the ground. This reminded me of something. Perfect. I just wanted to uh, mention we're going way back into the movie now. When they first fight on the bridge, when he pulls, when she pulls the sword for the first time and slides it across the oil and it catches it on fire, the gasoline leaking from the car. Yeah, that, that was, was a really fucking cool scene. I just wanted that, that to be mentioned. Cool. <laughs> This is, yeah, everything with the sword was really cool. <laughs> yeah. Because we have this moment here where there's, like, the slow-mo of Nat, like, grabbing the sword from him. 
as far from her. I, I've got to get used to that. But it, it's like, yeah, yeah, that looks cool. But then they do that whole, like, there's also the slow-mo shot of just them arcing the sword. And it's just like, why? And I would argue it still looks cool. Yeah, but if you're someone on the outside watching, it's like, yeah, that's not the shot to focus on. They're just moving the sword in the air, holding each other's hands. It's, I don't know. It seemed yeah. unnecessary. It's hot. Um, yeah, they're fighting down on the ground now. Um, Nat clearly not wanting to kill her. Um, eventually, she breaks a vial of that dust stuff, freeing her. Takes her helmet off first. Oh, yeah, taking the helmet off first, yeah. Really cool looking. Like, this is clearly not the same fight. Taskmaster's clearly tired. Honestly, can't blame him after uh, jumping out of a helicarrier equivalent. Um, yeah, that stuff goes. We get her one line of, is he gone? Um, at this point, everyone's kind of there and landed and reuniting. Um, but but uh, Ross is rolling in. Uh, we get this goodbye scene between all of them where, um, yeah, Melina, I am clearly injured. Uh, she tells Natasha to take care of herself. Um, she's given the vest for Melina. They all go off with the other widows, including Taskmaster. They do take Taskmaster. Yeah. Um, Who's and, free of mind control. So. Yeah. And Romanoff goes off to face Ross and his men. We don't know what happens. I assume she just sneakily gets out of there. I I have to feel like something was cut here. Like there should have been an exchange between the two of them. Like, yeah, so I just brought down an entire shadow criminal organization. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just going to take like an hour head start and I'll chat with you guys later. Yeah. yeah. I think well, this I'm, is I, like, Sorry. I, I thought maybe she was trying to like, she was going to be like the inside person with Captain America's crew. And then infinity war happens. Yeah, I um, I think this is one of those things of they definitely they clearly had to have shot something here because like even in the lead up to this movie they made it sound like um Ross was a significantly bigger part of this movie than he was. Yeah, yeah. So I assume that there's something there, but they just cut it for time. Um, because frankly, this movie is really long. <laughs> Hours and fifteen minutes. Um. We fade to black, cut to two weeks later, where she is meeting up with Rick yet again, but she is now now has her uh, blonde hair, which we kind of alluded to earlier with the hair dye. And the vest. And the vest. Yeah. The vest she, She's Infinity good. War ready. Yep. She is ready to lose all of her friends. Um, <laughs> All those people she's about to break out of jail, almost all of them disappear. Yes. Um, Yeah, she's talking with uh, Rick, who gives her a Quinjet. um, And she flies off, and the Avengers music plays. And then it shows the fireflies and changes into the kind of the Black Widow theme from this movie. And credits. And that's the end of the movie. There's no such thing as post-credit scenes in the MCU. Oh. Well, apparently she's going to the raft at this point, so they 
they waited like they left those they left hawkeye or not hawkeye uh scarlet witch and all those others in the raft for like a good month or two before rescuing them i have a hawkeye Hawkeye and ant-man stayed remember they cut deals yeah they did they did steal i was curious why we didn't get some sort of final like thank you to scarlett johansson similarly to what we got at the end of endgame i know she had one there as well but like with this being her presumably final appearance in the mcu it would be nice to see like a title card treatment as a send-off it just seemed kind of yeah yeah and absolutely no yeah there was no title card sequence at the end at all it just cut straight to scrolling credits which was very yep. weird. Not even one of those well, like cool credit scenes they do too. Just yeah. black we, credits. We did get the cool credit scene though. We got it at the beginning of the movie. Doesn't make sense to do it twice. That's fair. I forgot they did the credit thing in the moment, beginning of the because we've, we've been podcasting for what two hours at this point. It's hard yeah, to remember that long ago. Yeah, it's <laughs> one of those things. Two of them. Did <laughs> they did not? And like that's kind of the thing you see a lot in movies. You either pick a cool opening credits or a cool like ending credits. And Marvel always will go one or the other. More often than not, they go with the ending credits. Um, which I can't yeah. blame them for movies like Endgame and Spider-Man, where they have these awesome end credit sequences. Um, let's talk about the post-credit scene, and just, you know, I got a feeling we'll want to talk about this for a little bit. Uh, we yeah. see Yelena at Natasha's grave, mourning her. Again, this outfit, dope. Um, apparently in Ohio, in Ohio, apparently she moved back to where they were, they were living. She has a uh, dog. She has her dog. She always wanted the dog. And the dog's name Fanny. is Fanny, which is a, which is refer- referring to the, uh, joke earlier in the movie of Fanny Longbottom. Um, uh, she is grave. She's cleaning at the grave. Um, morning when we hear Contessa Valentino, Allegra de Fontaine. Say that five times fast. Um, just being Contessa, just being loud, abrasive, blowing your nose. Sorry, I'm allergic to the Midwest. I mean, same, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's like, I wanted to give you your next assignment in person. Her assignment being the man responsible for your sister's death. And she shows him a, her a picture of Clint Barton. What the okay, hell? so Contessa's got her Captain America, she's got her widow, and she's got her presumably she'll have her Hulk after Shang-Chi. Who fills the other two spots? Ooh, I, think Taskmaster. I think Taskmaster. I think Taskmaster is the Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so for what it's worth, we do know Yelena is going to be in the Hawkeye show. Yeah, um, that casting was confirmed. At, yeah, just look at her IMDb. You see, I think... Uh, Just look at it. It's beautiful. Such I think Kate idea. Bishop's going to be the their Hawkeye. Nah, she's going to be a young Avenger. I would be interested, no. too. Yeah. Let, I, it, I, let I, her start I, with the Dark Avengers then make her way to the core team. I think that'd be a fun way to treat the character. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. I think be on the bad guys team for a little bit, realize the fault, go to the good team. That's I really hope... I hope with... Like beyond anything else I've ever hoped for in the MCU, that we get Contessa showing up in a mid or post credit scene for Marvel's Armor Wars, and Justin Hammer gets recruited into this team she's putting together. Because be cool. boy, howdy, 
how fun would it be if Justin Hammer got his hand on, let's say, the Iron Patriot suit and was their Iron Man? So what is this Alma Wars you keep talking about? Because I am I have not heard of this yet. Alma it's a Wars Disney is, Plus show. Yeah, it's one of yep. the Disney Plus shows. It's supposed to happen after Secret Invasion. Okay. Yeah, well, it, it's so Secret Invasion happens. And then I think the next one would be Ironheart, yeah, which so leads into Armor Wars. Ironheart, Armor Wars, and I Am Groot. Okay, I do remember when these got announced. Yes, I I am yeah. Groot is isn't that supposed to be like a short, just like it's a like short a quick series. like ten minute. It, it, ten it's minute similar to the the Doug Days shorts that are coming, or the Forky asks a question that we got at the yeah, launch of Disney that's, Plus. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. So yeah. looking at what's coming up with like your question of who else is on that team, I could see something like I could see Moon Knight joining that team. I think that would be that really be cool. interesting. Oh my god! Um, you know, you know, Moon Knight. Like Moon Knight is the only person Taskmaster refuses to fight because he's just so crazy. Like he, like he's unpredictable. Yeah, Taskmaster doesn't want to copy those personality traits. Yeah, Here's, it's just it's just too much for them. My biggest theory of who's going to be joining this team comes actually from Hawkeye. Hawkeye's introducing Maya Lopez. Echo. Oh. Um, she's been Echo. She's been Ronin. Right now in the comics, she's the Phoenix. Um, I could totally see Echo being on that team. That's like the perfect place for this character. Mm. I think they, they got a lot they can set up, though. It, it just feels to me like she's trying to build her version of the original Avengers. So I think someone in a suit makes a lot of sense to fill out that that roster but it'll be interesting to see how the contessa continues to weave her way into the future of the mcu it's gonna be fun i mean we could get someone from the new spider-man movie the question would just then toby mcguire toby mcguire is telling me stacy as ghost spider is gonna show up and be on this team now i mean you're telling me venom eddie if mysterio if they didn't kill uh Mysterio, he would have been a great pick. He would. The chameleon powers, though. You know what could be interesting? What if they introduce? What if they introduce Norman Osborn? Like, I don't think they will. No. But if they did, that could be interesting. We had a well. I. I mean. They probably couldn't use him that much, though, in uh, in the regular MCU. Yeah, we. They wouldn't want to until they buy all of Sony, which is going to happen eventually. Yeah, I I think something from Spider Man is going to make its way into this. I just don't know what, and I don't know how. It's Venom, people. Venom's going to be on the team. Pack it up. No, I mean the other thing too is like. At, at this point, we don't know release windows for things like Ironheart or Armor Wars. Like, they could be coming sooner than we expect. I, I fully expect Justin Hammer in an old Iron Man suit to show up at some point, and that would be amazing. It just, it twists around and breaks the spine. Like in Iron Man 2. Maybe, maybe he needs to stay in the suit to stay alive. <sighs> Yeah, I think what well, what we're gonna get next is what we're what we're proving here is it's anyone's guess. Yeah. Like it could mm-hmm. literally be anyone. Okay, hear hear me out. Elon Musk 
joins the Dark Avengers because he was in Iron Man 2. <laughs> oh, shit. He was in Iron Man 2. in universe. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot that he was there. Oh, God. Elon was real. <laughs> is it is it bad to admit that I just rewatched that movie and I really enjoy it? Iron Man 2? Iron Man 2 is a bunch of fun. Iron Man's yeah. fun. It's just, Iron Man 2 is fun. It's just not a good movie. That is very true. Yeah. Like, there's lots of movies like that, like Batman v Superman, although that's actually a good movie. No, it's not. We're talking Disney Marvel people, and I'll bring up Batman v Superman. <laughs> yeah, you start yourself an HBO you know Max bigger? show, and we'll start talking about the Cape Crusader, but for I now, we got to stick to Black already, Widow. McKenna already grabbed that. You know that. what's a banger? Fucking su- the David Ayer Suicide Squad, the theatrical cut. Oh, that's a take. Well, on that note, I think it's about time we wrapped up the show. <laughs> Unless you guys have anything else to add, I don't believe Black that. <laughs> I don't believe that that movie's garbage. Please don't, please don't associate me with Suicide Squad. <laughs> uh, no, any final thoughts from y'all? It's, it's nice going back. I'm it's kind of fun. I'm glad Natasha Romanoff got yeah. her own movie. It may or may not have had to happen, but I'm glad that it happened. I'm just happy to see Marvel back in the theaters. Well, not all of us had that opportunity, but like, whatever. I'm not bitter at all. I, I couldn't make wait a Canada to watch joke, this. but I'm not going to. Yeah. I can't wait to watch this in canological order in between uh, Black Panther and uh, Captain America. Civil War. Well, it'd be after Civil it, War. Yeah, well, in between... It'd be yeah. before. Oh, Black okay, yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. Civil yeah, War. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh God, two great movies into this one. Mm. I'm just happy to have yeah. the MCU back in theaters, guys. It's, and I'm excited for the future. It's been it's been time, and with that note, we've actually gone longer than the actual runtime of uh, Black Widow. Really, I don't think we've hit it quite yet. Oh, I've been We're watching close. it this we entire time. We gotta wrap it up before we hit that number. We got to wrap it up right now before we hit it. Okay. With that means it is the end of the show though. Let's go through that wonderful thing. Where can people find y'all? Kale, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at uh, twitch.tv slash Kale and at Kale on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Mitch. Uh, you can find all my links to my socials at mitchgeorge.com. You can, uh, reach out to me at Mitch at MitchGeorge.com and I'm on all the socials at Mr. Mitch George. And right. Uh, people can find me at Ryan the Lion 3055 on Twitter and also uh, over at the Penultimate Conquest podcast where I co-host a couple shows over there. Yes, everyone go follow Penultimate Conquest. Yes. Where I occasionally can make an appearance if I'm not working. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, folks, remember you can follow us on Twitter at D plus us. Remember, like us, review us on iTunes and share us with your friends. Really get the word out about the show. We have a ball making this show, and I really hope to get it out to more people. Uh, remember, we are in every other week's show, except we will be releasing an episode next week because of the season finale of Loki. Because I can't not talk about Loki, guys. I can't wait a week to talk about Loki. So we'll yeah. be doing an extra episode next week. Uh, keep an eye out there. Keep an eye out on socials for where it's at. Guys, thanks again so much for coming on. Of course. Thank you for having us. 
a lot of fun. If, if you'll keep putting up with me, I'll keep coming on. So thank you. <laughs> Pretty much same thing for me. <laughs> and of course, everyone out there listening, thank you so much for listening. I say it at the end of every episode, and it's almost a rigmarole now, but if we can make your day a little bit better by talking about some awesome and sometimes dumb movies, the the podcast like Batman v Superman. We will never talk about Batman or Suicide Squad or Suicide Squad on this show. I hope you all have a fantastic day, evening, whenever you are listening to this show. And until next time, have a magical day. <laughs>